Alright troops, this is episode 63 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and this episode is called Fucked. Injury Crisis. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, since that's what it's it's descended into an injury disaster for clan, uh, that was us now, what is it, four players down? So far, yeah. So I far. Mean, who so knows far, what will happen this week. But. So far, four down. Potentially more to come, uh, but uh, two two games at the weekend. First was our, our Challenge Cup game at Dundee, and then a home game against Guildford. Um, going into that, we had we knew we knew we had some injuries going into that, and we picked up another one on Friday, uh, which meant made for some some interesting scenarios on Saturday. <laughs> it sure did. The return of. Uh our coach to the ice. He yeah. did say though, he did say at the start of the season that he would he would play if if required and he was definitely required. And required he was, indeed. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that in a bit soon I suppose. Uh, but straight straight into the games as we like to do. Uh, we started on Friday with the first leg of our Challenge Cup game at Dundee and we came away with a, a one all draw which I think before it we'd, we'd both said uh, we would take something like that or even a even a close, a narrow defeat uh, but in the end I guess 1-1 one, one, <laughs> sorry I've just, I've just seen the attendance for the game uh, I'd seen that somebody was tweeting about it <laughs> Somebody was tweeting about it a while ago, but I've just seen the tens. They were, uh, two what's billion. that? Two billion. One hundred forty-seven million four hundred eighty-three thousand six hundred forty-seven people. Uh huh. So piled in. We knew. We knew. <laughs> piled in Dundee Ice Arena. We knew Dundee Ice Arena was was quite big, but that two billion there, and they saw. Just saw a pretty, a pretty decent just game. <laughs> Just shows you what you can, what you can do. Um, well, if you, if you market the game well, uh, and you've got the right promotions and stuff on, uh, and it falls on a good night, then you know you can you can do you can do good things. Yeah, um, that's just kind of bizarre. I think that um, like twenty eight percent of the world's population um, were in Dundee that night, and um, you know the the sort of financial benefits that they'll get from that as well. Well, I know, I think they'll probably kick on a bit this, this season now. Um, yeah, they'll be able to be able to break a few a few transfer records, I would say, for the league. Um, mm. They might, might not challenge for the title necessarily, but uh, <laughs> certainly put them put them in a good place for next season. I think uh, Pasha would still probably be on the same deal and I think he would just uh, keep the same guys that he's got yeah and he would still find find some cracking uni deals um, <laughs> but all, all in all for the, the two billion people that were there they were treated to a bit of a, a goaltending masterclass mm. um, Patrick Colleen with well he faced 47 shots uh, and Alex Leclerc 25 but Certainly, from Colleen's point of view, there were a couple of really outstanding uh, saves in amongst that. I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen the highlights of this game yet? I've just seen the goals from it and right. the interviews, but I've not seen the full. Yeah, there were some really brilliant saves, particularly Colleen, um, which we're kind of used to him doing now. Um, yeah. But you know, we weathered a bit of a a storm in the first period. Um, and then went ahead through. Well, actually, it's, it's saying Nolan Laporte. I thought that Chad Rowe put put the puck across the line, but potentially it was over the line before he was able to do so. But it was a shot that Leclerc couldn't hold on to, and it just trickled over the line. Um, mm. A wee bit against the runner play, but a good start to the second period. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like. Over the course of the weekend, we probably could have done a slice of luck like that. Um, in order to get a go, if you're, you know, you're three forwards down, um, you're, you're asking a lot of the rest of the guys. Um, 
to play a lot of extra minutes. Um, <clears throat> and obviously that's going to take its toll and they've been doing that for the last few games now. So, um, you know, maybe a, a wee slice of luck like that was what it was going to take on the night. Yeah, indeed. Dundee themselves pulled back level through Anthony Beauregard um, with five minutes to go in the second period. And uh, and that's that was the end of the scoring for the game. So it basically goes to a, a level a level playing field back at Brayhead in a couple of weeks, I think it is. Uh, and and you, given how poor we've been in Dundee this season, I think we would we'd definitely be happy with that. Yeah, definitely. I think um, this uh, interviewing both coaches after the game. I think they both said it was a really good. A really good game um, by all accounts. So, uh, you know, two <coughs> two teams um, sort of going at it, and uh, you know, can be quite sort of gritty when it, when required. And I think you know both coaches like that kind of that kind of hockey game as well. So, um, but you know, seems seems like a decent game. But from our point of view, it's it's good to still be in the tie. After the after the first leg, uh, that's you know that's what Fitzy would have wanted um, to take back home to play, uh, you know the the second leg at home. Yeah, and we've we've discussed that the lineup was a bit depleted. The benefit we had on the Friday was that we were able to um, to have the guys from Solway come up mm-hmm. and play in the lineup. So um, Liam Stenton. Rory Lockerbie and Scott Henderson were all in the lineup, so we actually did have four lines, um, and of course these guys have shown a lot of promise, but uh, it, it's not quite yet a substitute for the quality that is really missing. Yeah, I mean they're they're good to have for us, and um, you know I think we can rely on these guys. Um, we're a few players down, which is the case just now, and it's good to see that they can come in and. So I'm not like out of place, and we can, you know, sort of go, go and play away from home, and um, you know, still be a real, a real kind of driving, driving force uh, in the league. Yeah, it makes it definitely makes a difference. Um, albeit they're not quite import quality yet, but they've shown that they've done, done really well, and even just to give, the the other guys a a shift or two rest. Um, Makes a big difference, and uh, I think when when the return leg comes about for that one, we should be quite confident, assuming that we're not uh, even further depleted, that we can we can go through uh, to the semis with that in that tie. Wonder how many um, <clears throat> how many decent hockey players you would find out of the two billion odd that were in Dundee. There must be a few. You can maybe sign some of them as cover. The odds of there being a couple of pros in there, I would say, are high. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, yeah. So the, the fact that they've not thought about that is, is not good from Clan's point of view, I would say. Mm, maybe not. I mean, what, so you've seen, the, you've seen the highlights? I have, yeah. From the, from the Dundee game, how was, how was the crowd? Uh, well, it was it was loud. It was difficult to hear, hear really what was going on. Um. I don't actually know what the real attendance was, but uh, I would say it was probably close to one and a half billion. Uh, nice. Just, <laughs> just looking at it. But nice. The embarrassing thing about that is that probably in that crowd, if it was a crowd of that size, you would find 18 hockey players who would make a better team than the best 18 picked from the whole league. Uh with those those odds, I would say twenty eight percent of the population, unless yeah. obviously none of them were picked. None of them came from hockey playing countries, I suppose. Mm, yeah, that's true. You if you've got a huge, that. if you get a ton of people from China or India, for example, then they might be struggling a bit. But Could be. if there's Could a big North up. American crowd in, then oof. Aye, if it's a if it's a fair mix. If it's a fair representation of a sort of global population, then I think you could probably get a decent team out of it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so we might we might see. Hopefully, they bring a few of those fans for the return leg, um, and maybe some of them will, will be able to 
get into Brayheader and I know it's not quite as big but we'd, we'd maybe hope for somewhere around the billion mark I would say <laughs> on, a, on a bad night on a bad night yeah on a cold Tuesday night in January and through, yeah. <laughs> exactly um, so moving on from that then because I don't think there's there's really too much else comes out of it there's no nothing won or lost at that point so uh, we'll talk about it a bit more I think maybe before the second leg or, or after it um, yeah the only the only kind of incident of note I suppose that relates to what we've been talking about is the loss of Travis Earhart I think he was played some of the third period um, but didn't finish the game and subsequently missed the visit of Guilford so that meant Peacock, Wah, Tansky and Earhart were all missing from that lineup, uh, and given that we couldn't bring in any Solway guys, that was that was time for the coach to step up. Yeah, it's good that he's you know he's uh, kept that that kind of shape, and I thought he actually played a decent game overall. Um, you know, didn't really <clears throat> didn't really stand out or him, but just uh, was there to kind of you know give guys a break and. Um, I think he was playing centre at points, wasn't he? I think that was just kind of... Yeah. I think so, moving, yeah. moving around and stuff. But, he was yeah. absolutely fine. I would say, oh, yeah, for the, the limited time he was on, created a couple of chances. Um, was down on the team sheet as a defenceman, I think. <clears> but, of course, that, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that that's where he played. And as you said, I'm pretty sure he played... Through the centre on the wing as well, and then you know just gave other guys a bit of a rest, yeah. uh, and, and mainly, mainly then we went with the five defencemen, um, and overall in a game that I thought didn't really catch fire, uh, we we did lose four two in the end, and probably Guildford just about edged that took their chances. Yeah, it was a really sort of frustrating game from our point of view. Uh, and it kind of seems to always tends to be that way against Guildford they sort of make games a bit difficult um, to play against them at times but I thought you know after the first period I thought you know this game is absolute mince yeah it was I'm not sure, good <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't the, the only one thinking that <clears throat> um, but you know that's that's down to a number of factors really but um uh, overall, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you know, if we had uh, sort of full quota, I think you know, the way that Guilford had, had played early on, I, I thought that we could have had a, a decent grasp on the game um, and made it so difficult for them. But um, obviously, as it, as it turned out, it wasn't to be that way. Yeah, I thought it was a, a quite a poor first period, and uh, well. In general, I don't think it was a great game. I always look forward to Guildford games, but should know by now that for some reason, when the two of us come together, it's just not not the best. Uh, Certainly not a goal fest, anyway. No, um, I mean it was it was nil nil after the first, and it looked at that point that I think uh, maybe even just a single goal would potentially win the game, and when Guildford got it. Uh, it was it was Ian Waters who does love a goal against us um, a shot that came went off Matt Puffal and uh, Colleen couldn't couldn't get back in time it was a bit of a lucky bounce but you you get that if you take shots um, and then we got we got back in it again with a fairly scrappy Becca equaliser um, but nice play from Pitt in the corner to set him up Um so going into the third period at one one, you know if we'd if we'd managed to sneak even a point out of that, I think I'd have been happy. But uh, we we ran into a bit of penalty trouble, and uh, yeah. and the the rest is history against a, a good Guildford power play. Yeah, that's uh, I think they just sort of frustrated us in that third period. Um, <clears throat> you know we can. Uh, let the game sort of go away from us a bit and, you know, I could be down to tiredness or, um, you know, kind of whatever, but maybe just the fact that, um, you know, we sort of seem to find it difficult to beat Guildford and 
Um, you know, obviously it doesn't help that we're four guys down. Um, but, you know, they credit to Guilford, they sort of took advantage of that. And I think they, they kind of know as well how to play against us. And, um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really help. But, you know, you've got, you take two sort of silly penalties. You could argue that they're soft, but um, at the end of the day, the referee was were kind of... They'd been calling for a few things throughout the game, so it was only really a matter of time before they were going to start calling for stuff like... Um, like on sportsmanlike conduct and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think there was some disappointment at one of the, um, one of the calls, and uh, the frustration started to boil over a wee bit. Both their their first power play goal was a shot that was maybe deflected, but looked to me like it went straight in from the point. And the second one, the guy just got Foster got too much space and put it in off the. The far post. Um, there was a wee, a wee bit of hope with the the Chad Rowe power play goal with four minutes left. I thought we could have maybe snatched something, but I think um, one of our guys, it might have been Haywood, got caught with the Jordan Haywood. That is the the empty net. The guy came round the other side of him. I don't think he saw the Guildford player, and then uh, Reddick put it in, but. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a great spectacle, but given that we were uh, a number of players down, you thought that maybe we could manage to sneak something. But um, as you said, with a full a full complement, then I would have probably fancied us. Uh, but it's it's not not looking good injury wise. No, it's not. Um, bag these well. I think um, you know, had we had. Everybody available, we would have would have made it a good game. Um, but you can only play with what you've got, and uh, you know if this is going to be a sort of recurring thing going forward, then you know um, we'll maybe need to look at getting some guys in. Uh, I think it's it's getting to that point now because we've we've only won two of our last six games. Um, <clears throat> so you know that you can look at that alone and say. That's you know it's not good enough in uh, in a normal situation, but this isn't a normal situation. So you need to try and look at ways that you, we can improve that. And if guys are going to be out long term, then I think that's necessary that we need to bring in um, you know some some decent covering for those positions. Definitely, um, it's a good good point with the the two out of six. Uh, I don't particularly think on Saturday we looked overly tired but I think uh, the the kind of play that we were producing was a bit more limited without some of the offensive balance that the likes of Wada, Peacock and well we've played without Tansky for um, weeks now but certainly I think we had to had to play a bit more conservatively in terms of putting pucks behind their defence and chasing a bit and we don't in my opinion we don't suit that quite as much um, but I mean there was no absolutely no doubt that the effort and stuff was there but uh, you know we, we do need some help in um, Tansky specifically as I said there last time he played was October the 20th a home win against Belfast um, we've not had, we've not had any update at all about him uh, it's obviously a, a pretty serious injury um, Matthew Wa with the the blocked shot from all accounts. Don't know how he is. Um, if he's you know he might have broken something in his foot, whatever. Earhart, no idea what happened there. Didn't see it. Wasn't at the Dundee game. And Peacock, again, not sure with him. And Fitzgerald's interviews, although I like most of what he says, is quite positive. He gives absolutely no insight into <laughs> into the injuries at all, and neither has the club. So we're completely in the dark as to how long it could be. Yeah, and you know that's maybe not Fitzy's. Um, you know that's maybe not his fault that he's he's maybe not got that information to hand. Uh, and obviously a lot. Of, um, you know a lot of guys in hockey don't want to give away too much, but. No, you don't. You don't. 
but at the same time, you know, in any other sport, you can you look at time scales and say, well, if you've got that sort of injury, then there'll be X amount of weeks or months out. Um, so you know, even just that, I mean, we've kind of we've spoke about that really already, but um, you know, it just uh, it's continuing now. It's and it's every week, and there's more and more players getting injured, and uh, you know, I think some of the fans. Uh, getting a bit kind of angry about it now as well, and they feel like they're being not shortchanged, but you're you're paying a lot of money to go week in week out. Um, you know, if we're running four guys down, then that's quite substantial. Yeah, because you're you're not able to compete as much. Um, the uh-huh. more ice guys are getting, then more likely they are to get injured. I've got no doubt that Fitzgerald knows the scale of these the extent of these injuries because he needs to know what to plan um, and yeah they don't teams don't like to, to divulge too much before a weekend so that opposition don't know the lineups and things like that but um, it, I find it a bit strange certainly with the Tansky one in particular who's been out for so long that we didn't have anything near the start or certainly now that says you know he's still a few weeks away, or it's getting monitored. Even if even if they say, we don't really know how long, um, and then some kind of line about looking at replacements. Because I like to think that they are, as you've said, uh, we're not able to compete at the same level. And to be fair, we're still we're still up there, league wise. I think we've slipped to second now, but. Um, if we were able to get a couple of guys in, give us much more of a fighting chance, especially with some tough fixtures coming up. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's, that's really it, in a nutshell. It's just, um, <clears throat> I suppose, you know, you, you can look at um, what Fitzy said in the past, especially about Tanskis, you know, talked about day, being a day-to-day injury, but, it's, it's, you know, that's clearly not the case. So I guess from that point of view, you know, you... <laughs> You sort of wonder what's what's really going on, or has he picked up another injury in training, or yeah, um, you just you just don't know anything really. Yeah, the original might have been aggravated or whatever. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I mean overall, there we're, we're in, we're we're one defenseman down, uh, and three three import forwards. Uh, the the defenseman, I mean we've seen teams currently are playing with just five um, and and you can do it and we've won games with five uh, but given how I, I thought Earhart had a, a very good start to the season I've been impressed so hopefully I've not not lost him for a, an extended period of time um, but being three three for, of course I, I think I said three imports there Peacock's obviously a, a Brit but um he he brings that quality every every so often, um, and we've we've missed that, and we just need to. Even if we bring in one guy, potentially two to help the forwards there. Yeah, I know, and I I can see. You know, from from the coach's point of view, you want to bring in the right kind of guy that's gonna that's gonna settle and sort of fit in with the the mould of the team that's that's been built. So. And that's, that can be difficult, you know, it can be difficult for any player coming in during a season. Um, but it's sort of finding, finding the right guy and um, clearly it's, you know, they're, they're quite hard to come by. But, um, but you look at other teams in the league that have that have done it <coughs> since the start of the season. Um, you know, the guys have come, come and gone in, uh, particularly Belfast and, and Cardiff, but um, so it, it can be done, but it's just, um, I guess, kind of finding the right guy to fit the mould of the team. Yeah, of course, the other question is um, budget and money. Uh, I'd like to think that we've got the ability to uh, to bring somebody else in uh, and funds would hopefully be available. I, I've got no idea how that really works. Um, but, you know, I, I think in the long term we're more likely to lose 
lose money with uh, potentially fans not wanting to go to games if they don't think they'll get the full package. So, um, not pretending yes. to be a, a businessman, but I think that bringing in some help will will bring in bigger crowds if, if we continue to be successful. Really. Yeah, and you know it can have a positive effect on the team as well as as well as a negative effect. But um, you know sometimes it's just good to get a new guy in to see what he's like and that can entice um, people to, to come to the games um, so yeah there's, there's a few things that need to be taken into consideration really but if these injuries are going to be long term uh, you know and you've seen guys like Martin Saint-Pierre obviously not I'm not saying we should be going for guys of that calibre but I mean you know bringing guys like that in in a, a short term deal even um, you know, give them the chance to sort of prove themselves, and I think we've kind of done that in the past as well. Where we've brought in guys on a sort of short-term basis, but um, you know, I've uh, I've got a, a longer deal out of it, um, so that could be an option maybe that they would look at. But um, yeah, I think you know if it still continues the way it has been, then we need to try and do something to. Can I sort it because two two wins and six is not it's not going to win you the league. No, it's not. Um, and going into this weekend, then with with those injuries, as as yet we know, we've not had any updates about it. Uh, but we've got a a home game on Friday against Nottingham, um, who found a bit of, a wee bit of form recently, and then Sunday we are away to Cardiff. So I mean it's albeit we've we've had success against both of those teams, um the odds are swinging swinging against us at the moment with, with a depleted squad. Um you'd you'd maybe fancy it's more at home with less players. Cardiff on Sundays properly worrying me, uh, especially expecting a bit of a bounce back from their poor weekend. Um and Nottingham have, have picked up a bit, uh, it will be a struggle. Yeah, it, it will be. I agree with you, though. I think our best chance of getting anything is, um, is the home game on Friday. Um, you know, it, it really does depend if we get any any guys back by then. Um, but you're not really giving them a, a great deal of time to um, to get prepared if they, if they are injured. Um, so it's, it's a difficult one. Uh, and then and then Nottingham you've got a team who will be playing four lines um, the last time we played them uh, we won twice down in Nottingham I think didn't we um, so they'll they'll have one eye on that um, and they are sort of slowly slowly managing to find themselves creeping up the table Um <coughs> They they did did lose in overtime, sadly, being my power pick to Sheffield. Oh. Uh, although they were were in front in that game for a decent period. Um but then they, they did did bounce back with a, a win in Manchester. So I guess this is a bit of a road road spell for Nottingham as well. Um and they're now now just five points behind us with a game in hand, so they'll be looking to close that gap and it's very congested in the table as well. Yeah, it's good though. It means, you know, nobody's sat around away with it just now and it's it's good for the league but um, it's just unfortunate for us that, um, you know, we've had those injuries but, if, you know, it's, it's going to happen throughout the, the season. Teams are going to hit a bit of form and that's clearly what's, what's happening in, in Nottingham just now. Uh, so it's going to be a, a difficult weekend for us. Um, and all, all teams as well obviously get injuries. It just seems that ours have all come at once. Uh huh. Yeah. But even before, like even before, um, like Tansky was out. Uh, I seem to recall there was a few a few other guys that were sat injured. I think Peacock was maybe injured earlier on in the season, and uh, like Matt Stanish was out. 
for a game here or there. So it has it has kind of happened since the start of the year. And it's um, it's not really it's not well, it's obviously not good, but it's you know you want it to sort of improve as the season goes on. Yeah, and guys like Haywood, who um, play a fairly physical sort of energy game, Matt, that is always seems to find himself with the odd injury here or there um, during this season. So we'd like to think we can spread them out a wee bit. So lads, just try and try, try and keep it at four just now or less uh, for the sake of a, a spectacle. Um, but yeah, so with, with that in mind, do you think we can get the two points against Nottingham? I mean, it, it really does depend if anybody comes back from injury. Um, you know, if we're still missing four bodies, then I would say no. Purely based on, you know, I think <clears throat> this, uh, there, was a, there was a lack of, sort of creativity and stuff going forward. And I think we, we really missed that. Um, Fitzy did well filling in, but it's, you know, you're, you're still another three guys down and... Uh, Playing a lot more ice time, they're going to get tired. So, um, for me, it really depends. If you can get one or two guys back, then I would say that we that we can go into that and win it. But if we don't, um, yeah, it's not looking likely. I would say that with it being a Friday, I'm assuming that we'll have Solway guys in there as well. So, at, right least, enough, yeah. at least from a body's point of view. Um, we shouldn't be short, but uh, potentially from quality. So we'll see. It's interesting because um, if Nottingham hadn't picked up their form, then I would potentially even put us as favourites still with the injuries, but now it's much more of a level playing field. Um, so to, to get anything out of that, I think would be a bonus, sadly. And then Sunday... Down to Cardiff, who, well, they didn't they didn't even split their weekend with Belfast. They lost both, both at home, albeit one was in overtime. Um, so they'll be looking for a reaction. Um, they're in Sheffield on Saturday, and then we visit them on Sunday. That to me, uh, again, would just be a serious bonus if they got anything from there. Yeah, agreed. Plus, you know, it's the last weekend and, and this weekend coming is, you know, four games that are really difficult for Cardiff. Um, so they'll be they'll be looking for a reaction this weekend for sure to, you know, really kind of stamp their authority. They've brought in Sean Morrison uh, recently <clears throat> as well to kind of help rejuvenate and, uh, you know, weekend before last... I think they conceded one goal in both their games. So yeah, he clearly did make an impact there, but um obviously Belfast have had their, their troubles to seek as well, so um a couple of good good away wins for them as well, because I think that was uh you yeah. know, one of their uh, shortfalls. Yeah, definitely. Um in Cardiff um have just just lost well they lost uh Maya Mackey two games suspension I think uh, one of them was, was the Sunday game so he'll be missing that trip to Sheffield I'm pretty sure <laughs> he was one of my Cardiff ones to watch and he's maybe he's maybe not at the best start but uh, it's hardly it's hardly panic stations for Cardiff they're three points off the top with three games in hand um, and Belfast you know Belfast just leapfrogged Cardiff there they're only two off the top, so um, both of them still, still well in there. And uh, you know, if if we are not in there, in Sheffield or not, then I can see those two still going toe to toe for it again this year. Yeah, it could come down to that eventually. Um, our only hope is to get everybody fit and so keep going the, the way that we have been um, recently so you know there's that and then Sheffield Sheffield look really really strong coming forward 
Um, but a bit suspect at times at the back. I guess that's kind of similar to Tillsburg, we're at full complement as well. So yeah, I think we'll both ourselves and Sheffield will be within touching distance. Yeah, we'll do all right. Get some yeah. bodies back. Um, so. But la- I mean, last weekend there were some some more crazy high-scoring games. Uh, particularly bad weekend for Coventry, who yes. had been had been doing had been doing all right up till now, but they conceded um, fifteen goals across the two games, lost seven three in Dundee and then eight three at home to Sheffield. Uh, I think particularly the the home defeat to Sheffield by such a heavy margin was a surprise to me. Yeah, I. You know, I, I guess losing seven goals to Dundee as well. Not, you know, you, you could say at the start of the season they were, uh, you know, they were scoring a lot of goals, but generally they don't tend to do that. Um, so that that was a bit of a surprise on the Saturday, but then to see that on the Sunday as well, it's just, um, you know, you can forgive one bad result, but um, two in, in that kind of manner is is pretty poor. And I, you know, maybe Danny Stewart's got his work cut out going forward. Yeah, at least when we've done that, we've been able to to stay. Expect that bounce back, yeah. Yeah, to to produce something the next the next game or the next night. Uh, so that's that's a real disappointment for Coventry fans, um, and you know they'll we know Sheffield can score goals as you've said, but you can't really be losing. Eight goals at home. It was the same. It was the same when they played us, Coventry, um, at Brayhead. You know we conceded eight at home, and it's just, it's not good enough, really. Um, Sheffield on the Saturday won five four in overtime against Nottingham. So that was a four point weekend for them. Um, you know they are they are continuing that trend of scoring, but also conceding. Yeah, um, I guess it's kind of it's kind of good. If you're getting good value for money. Um, going to watch them, yeah. Yeah, going to watch them. See plenty of goals. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, going forward, they're they're loaded, uh, and I think they can um, <clears throat> score a, a good number of goals uh, in any game. Um, but you know, there's three 0 down against against Nottingham there, and yeah. Your power pick was looking pretty good. <laughs> I know. After that second period, and then uh, Nottingham doing doing Nottingham things, it seems. Yeah, hopefully they can do that against us on Friday. Well, I maybe without going three nil. True. But if it's going to give us two points, I would take them going nine nil. Uh, <laughs> for a wee a wee ten nine win, but. We've not got the firepower to score 10 at the moment, I'm afraid. Um, Good weekend for Fife. Although, albeit they probably would have expected it the other way around, they lost in a shootout at home to Manchester and then went down and won in Guildford, a place where they've, pretty sure I've said this before, but they seem to just have Guildford's number. Um, It's something that we... (laughs) We really need to watch. But, uh, Guilford, from all accounts, played played really well. Um, Paul Dixon gave us uh, one one sentence interview without pausing again for two minutes. Said they played really well, but just couldn't get past Morrison. Um, so, you know, it was probably one of the more disappointing ways to lose when you do play so well. Um, but I mean, three points for five. That pulls them away a wee bit from the. I was going to say relegation zone, but from the Dundee zone. Um, now three oh, points ahead. That's harsh. I don't actually mean the Dundee zone in terms of that is where they are. I just mean that they're in it currently. I should have called it. Fans for sake. I should have called it the Manchester zone. I just mean. The yeah. teams are currently in it because Dundee, to be fair, have been more successful in getting to playoffs than we have. So I've got no right to call that the Dundee zone. Yeah. Um, Spot on. But uh, 
good power pick for me. Well, it was. It was a good. It was a good power pick. So, um, from that point of view, you're two points at the top of the table, and I'm I'm sitting with one. If we're assuming I get one for an overtime defeat. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that means that have we? Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I was thinking about some other power pick thing there, but. We've got we've got power picks for this week to come up while we're on that that subject. Uh, quite a few fixtures, a wee midweek clash as well. Um, I suppose the best way to do it again is just to go through go through our predictions. Yeah. First of all, yeah. um, so Sheffield play Belfast on Wednesday. Uh, that could be that could be a, a tasty one. Yeah, that is a tasty one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Sheffield for that. Same actually, same. Um, I was I was maybe gonna throw in a wee a wee Belfast, but not not for that one. Uh, Guildford Coventry on Saturday. Guildford. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on in Coventry. They may get you know. They may get some kind of reply after after the weekend they've had, but. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my girlfriend in that one. Yeah, I'm the same there. They've got to be favourites. Um, Manchester Dundee. Um, <clears throat> tough, tough game. Manchester oh. done all right recently. Good two yeah, points in five. Um, and then obviously I think bringing in Samuelson. Has helped, and then they were able to keep a hold of Puskaric. So, yeah. I've got no doubt Samuelson will, will kick on. He looked quite good from the, the the bits that I saw of him. I wasn't, I didn't appreciate that his dad was the Stanley Cup winning Samuelson, who, oh, really? yeah, who often writes the the wee blog, the wee bio bits we see written on um, elite prospects. Ulf Samuelson, I think that's. All right. Okay. I think that's his dad. Um, but, I mean, he was, from all accounts, a brilliant player. So, uh, if his son's anywhere near that, then Manchester have got a good one. Yeah. Um. This game, though, I mean, last time the the two teams met was, I think it finished four three Dundee, but that was in Dundee. So, this game is in Manchester. I'm going to go, home win. Interesting. Um, well, just because you're going home when I'm going away when, and it's and it's not my power pick. Right. Um, it's not. That is not what I'm committing to yet. But we'll see. My power pick's a Sunday would, fixture. Right. I wouldn't dispute you if you did. No, it would be a it would be a legitimate power pick choice. I think. Yeah. Um. Sheffield Cardiff on Saturday, that's going to be another good one. Um, you like to think Cardiff can't be as poor as they were at times against Belfast. Yeah, and for that reason I'm going to pick Cardiff. I am going to pick Sheffield because I just think that they're Pretty good at home. They seem to seem to just pull out the results when they need it. Um, except against us, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Sheffield there. And Fife Belfast. I'm gonna go Fife again, and I'm gonna make this my power pick. <laughs> I like that. Go uh, on, it flyers. <laughs> flyers. Um, <laughs> I like that, uh, and I am. I'm going to accept your power pick and I am going to say Belfast win. Okay. Um, so that that is not, not mine, but I think uh, again a good a good choice for it. You should be you should be happy with that. If you get the two points there, then you've earned it. Uh, on to Sunday, first games in December. Uh, Nottingham are playing Sheffield, the biggest rivalry. 
in world ice hockey and might might draw in two billion fans to that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I think they've got the same sort of fan base as Dundee do. Uh, but we'll wait and see. But that for me it's a Sheffield one there. Oh Nottingham win. Although why am I saying why am I saying that? Sheffield have got a great record against them. Uh, right, still I'll stick with it. I've said it. Nottingham win. Dundee Belfast. Uh, Belfast for me. Hey. Don't don't do it. <laughs> I'm actually just reading reading what I've written here. And for some reason <laughs> my pick was a game that's not even on. So I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where I've got that. Uh, oh I think uh, do you know what it is? I think I've just picked Yeah, I've just I've just written the wrong team. Right, what did you go for for that game? I had Belfast. Right. Well my power picks had done D home win. Oh jeez. So basically just, <laughs> so, so Belfast are losing we hope both games this weekend well we do we hope that from the, the our league table point of view yeah. uh, but I mean it's, it's unlikely isn't it but it just so happens well, that we've both we've both picked those games um, you know I just just got a wee hunch so that's that's my pick from that one Um Fair enough. Fife and Guildford. So is that is that two home games for Fife? Yeah, yeah, back to back home games. Um, let's go Guildford now. Bit of revenge. I'm going Fife just because they play well against Guildford for whatever reason. Coventry against Manchester. The battle, Manchester. the battle of the small ranks. Manchester. Yeah, actually Manchester beat them, didn't they, in the Challenge Cup play-in game in oh, yeah. Coventry, so that, that's a repeat of that one. forgot um, to even mention that game. Yeah, that's, that's how important it was. Yeah. Uh, so easy it is. <laughs> true. Uh, oh, I'm going to go, I think Coventry are, are went turning that one around. And finally... Well, we've already talked about this. So, there's no point in really even asking a, a score prediction, but we all know that Cardiff at home against us, it's, it's kind of worryingly likely that they'll win. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, talking about that uh, Challenge Cup play-in game, I suppose the only worthwhile topic from that was that all the ties were then revealed. We know, obviously, we're playing Dundee at the moment, um, but Nottingham, I think Guildford picked Nottingham, the first leg being in Nottingham. Sheffield picked Manchester, which I thought was funny. Did you see the video of Aaron Fox where, it was, where he was revealing his pick? No. Um, you know how they, it was like the coaches said who who their team was going to play. I don't know if you yeah. saw any of them. He basically said, oh, we're picking, Man- <laughs> picking Manchester because they're always good games or whatever and we match up well against them or some pish. And basically every comment, rightly so, said, we're picking Manchester because they're, the wor- <laughs> they're the worst team left and they're currently bottom of the league. Which is what he really should have said, but it was obviously being... Um, being diplomatic. Being diplomatic, yeah. Uh, so just fair enough. Sheffield picking Manchester the first game there being in Sheffield. And that leaves Belfast and Cardiff, which is probably the highlight Probably-ing. highlight tie of the round. First game there being Belfast. So I'm putting you on the spot. Who's your first who are your four semi finalists then? Um, okay, four, four semi-finalists. I'm going to go Clan. Yep, I like that. Good start. Guildford. Okay. Sheffield and Belfast. See, that's good, that's good, that. I'm going to go Clan Panthers. 
Sheffield and Devils. Right. Um, so I, I don't know how the I can't remember how the semi final works. If it's if it's a draw, if it's like a random draw, or is it the the higher up placed team gets gets another pick in the semi? I don't know. Um, but anyway, it would be it'd be good to get to to the semi final again. Uh, and then if yep. we got if we got Cardiff, we have we have beaten them in the Challenge Cup before, so that would be nice. Um, as long as we don't get Guildford. No, I know. <laughs> you know that unless we we really turn around results in the rest of the the season, when it comes to playoff, if Guildford have a choice, yeah, uh, of anything at any time. Uh, well, it's not a choice. It's to do with your your final final finish but if we get Guildford it's just it's just going to be another horrible feeling it's game so, over um, yeah we need to find a way at least this time we managed to score was it not last time we we took like three games to score against Fullerton yeah yeah no <clears throat> it wasn't a pleasant time uh, still isn't really but at least we're starting to score some goals no exactly Um Got to get, got to get that turned round. If it's not Coventry being the bogey team, then it's Dundee. If it's not Dundee, then it's Guildford. And soon, en- soon enough, we're going to end up with uh, nine bogey teams sliding down that league. But nah, let's hope not. Nah, let's hope not. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, I was going to mention that Mariamaki suspension, the Dops thing, but I'd already mentioned it in line with the thing about Cardiff. Um, so I don't actually think there's any more elite league news, is there? Uh, nah, I think, I think we've covered uh, everything that needs to be covered. Yeah, I think we'd said off air about uh, bringing players in, but yeah, those two Belfast guys that were released, Dupuis and Forsberg. Uh, I know we kind of mentioned bringing in guys from other teams, but I think even short term, one of them would be a decent idea. Yeah. Um, who else could you have? Stupka? Bring, bring Stupka back. Stup- Has he got a club at the moment? Is he retired? Oh, uh, um. I thought he went back to Slovakia to play. Maybe right. Yeah, so he's probably still playing. Uh, in terms back, of what? Back. What about Brian Grattan? Sorry, Josh Grattan. <laughs> merging two players. <laughs> I wish we could merge two, two decent players and get one. Yeah. Um, if it's. Uh, Probably avoid Josh Grant. So would I. Bring in uh, Doucette again. See if he'll, he'll step down from his role in Nottingham just to, to play a few games. He um, could, could still be there. True. Just what? Just play for us but do the yeah. the other hockey job on the side. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Gareth Chalmers is like on the ice. I can't imagine that Jerry Jerry's any good um, maybe no. Ga- maybe Gareth is a bit better, but saying saying all of this, I've got a feeling that we might have the capability to bring in somebody better than all these people we've mentioned. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yes, Stupka's back in Slovakia, playing with Nove Zamke. How's he getting on? Played seventeen games, scored fourteen points. All right. That's pretty good. Not bad at all. Slovakian league. Nine goals, five assists. Yeah. When that's uh, only five goals short of what he scored for us. How many games did he play for us in the end? 60. Did he? According to Elite Prospects. Right, so he must have. He came in quite early, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I suppose I was always thinking of him coming in a bit later in the season, but he did come in fairly early. Um. And it was it was Granton that uh, was replaced with Doucette in November or December or something when our form turned. 
I wonder um, what Liam Hewis is up to. That that was that was an interesting one. <laughs> we'll never we'll never really know. I think he what did he play in the pre season games? And then that was it. Yeah. Not really uh, I can't even remember how he, why he ended up leaving in then. I think he just got another job opportunity. Or uh, a job opportunity or coaching or something back in Canada, so Oh, do you know do you know who I went back? Who? Jared Tanson. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. That's how I went back. I will absolutely agree with that. Yeah, is he is he playing anywhere he, maybe he's working? I think he's working, yeah, I think he, he accepted the job. Because he's only 27 as well, so... Yeah. I think this yeah. is the time to get in Rasmus Bierum's brother. Oh, there's a shot now. It's been talked about a lot. Um, he's just been dumped out of the Continental Cup by Nottingham. Uh, he was playing, <laughs> playing in that game, so I think it's now time for him to come over. Frederick? Frederick, yeah. Rasmus in, a, in an interview said he was a he was a good player, so obviously runs in the family. Get the two of them in. And then be a bit like Coventry with some brothers. But actually good ones. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you were right, if you were to pick th- if you were to pick three three players that you could bring in. Uh, right. From the from previous years. From for, okay, start off with previous years. Three players you could bring in for injury cover, and then uh, three players from other teams at the moment. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. So th- well, I mean, so go with your three. If basically, I guess we'd just be reading off the Matt Haywood testimonial. <laughs> list but your three previous players to bring in who would it be well Matt, Matt Keith has, has got to be first yeah, yeah first we're, paying, we're, we're giving up our own mortgages to get him flown in really <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I think just so quickly it's got to be Maya and Lee Sowers true yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to argue with that. What if we're bringing in a defenceman, though? Uh, Nathan McKeever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple that were before... Before I was really watching the team, I know that a couple of guys were, were very good um, in that time. But, yeah, McKeever... Uh, some people would, would potentially say... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say Jeff Smith I was yeah. going to say Jeff Smith as a joke um, trying to think who else who else defensive wise have we had who've, who's been good Jamie Ryan Fritch Kavanagh. Jamie Fritch was good Ryan Kavanagh yeah, yeah. Ryan, actually I ended up on Ryan Kavanagh's elite prospects page the other day and uh, he played at a really good level he was he was very good I think in his time, and was was young, was younger than I thought he was as well, unfortunate with injuries, but no yeah. it'd be good it'd be good to see them back, uh, and current current players then, three current league players. Um, this one's this one's trickier because the choices yeah. Because yeah, uh, and like you could say, you could say maybe even Brendan Connolly, and then you're you're covering both bases of. I suppose, yeah, being I an suppose ex-player. But uh, if you're looking at points, I think you would you would have to say Valorant's got to be got to be one guy you would have in. He's got to be close, yeah. Um, as for the other two, it's. It's difficult. It's really, really hard to kind of think about. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> guys, like, 
in terms of <laughs> I try not to say that, but I've said it. Um players who Do you want to let people know about that? What the number so of times just the context of it. Right, so if anybody listens to uh, Alex Ray on Clyde One Super Scoreboard phone in, um the number of times that he says in terms of is just off the chart. So Whenever I, I'm going to say it or hear somebody else say it, it reminds me of that. So I try and avoid it. But, uh, I listen, think he said, well, he said it three time. times in the one sentence. Yeah, he did. He, he said it once in the three times in the one sentence. He said... Um, <laughs> the, the, one, the video that you'd sent uh, oh, yeah, that during, was, during that, the week. That was good about, as well. About, about Jose Mourinho. Uh, fucking... What? Jose Mourinho. Yeah. In terms of Mourinho, <laughs> in terms in terms of Mourinho, I think he could potentially bring. <laughs> I really like I like that comment about bring. <laughs> um, right, so I, I'm I'm not looking too far past Joey Martin, mm. although he's not been great this season. But uh, you no, know, I'm taking a buy on Joey Martin. You know he's good. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what about Cali Akerid as your defenceman? He's not a great defenceman though. He no, wasn't I'm that impressive at the weekend. Right, okay. Right, step it up a bit then. Step it up. I'm bringing in... Step up to the streets. Who am I bringing in forwards-wise currently? Um, what about... What uh, about... Uh, a guy who I always like, Matt Marquardt. I like him. Dundee. Oh no! Really? Who are you bringing in then? Well, I'll tell you. Right, go. Cool. <laughs> well, I've told you one. I've told you Valorant. Right. For some reason, I really like Jordan Smotherman. Right. Okay. Fine. Belfast, but <clears throat> obviously Liam Reddicks is the is the big. The big name there, but I don't. He's not really. He's not had as big an impact as I thought he would. As anyone thought he would, I don't think. Yeah. So there's that. Patrick Ronka. Really, really a speedy guy. Yeah. Then at the same time, you could say you want to bring in some of the speedy players from Dundee who've done. A lot better than Ronka has already this season. Like yeah, Beauregard or uh, Pierce or um, Defour, for yeah. example. So basically, we've decided um, that this question just can't be answered. It's, un- it's unanswerable. It's untenable. It is. Um, I was actually quite impressed with uh, Massimo Mackey when he um, when he played with, with Cardiff a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't know if I would if he would be a guy that I would bring in, but no, it depends what kind of player you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know if he was a guy that I'd potentially want to bring. <laughs> Clint, but <laughs> the kind of uh, ability that he could potentially bring, uh, yeah, and then you could like Gleason Forney, for example, as your defenseman. He's always gonna, he's always gonna do well. Uh, but anyway, we're just picking favorite guys here. We're off topic. Just, just get guys we've not heard of, bring them in, get some injury cover, and win the league. That's it. That's that's the plan. That's all you need. Sorry, just quickly, if we're, if we're talking about you know the three forwards that we're missing, one of them's obviously Craig Peacock. So for me, Ben Davies, get him in. <laughs> I think he loves playing against us now. Bring him home. Uh, Love to be Benny. Yeah, he was great. Absolutely great, but it would mean Chad Rowe would need to relinquish the number five, or Benny would need to relinquish the number five. I think Benny's got to take a different number. Yeah, he does. Yeah, 
liked to be Benny. Yeah. He yeah. would not. He would not be the first Brit I would want to bring in, but he'd be up there. Mm. No. No, I'd want Robert Dowd. Robert Dowd would be my, nah. my first Brit pick <laughs> for giving you basically import quality. Yeah, definitely. But it's good to good to, to argue about. I suppose can't always be choosing the same shit. True. That's it. So ba- basically, we didn't come up with three. But no, we didn't. Um, well, maybe have have three for you next week. We come up with about fifty there, and they're all. But uh, it could end up like that. Yeah. Well, we've, if we keep having injuries. Exactly. Make this. Well, here's a good point, right? So remember, at the start of the season, we talked about this rule change uh-huh. for bringing in how many players you were allowed to sign. This uh-huh. we would be then getting a bit closer to that limit if we decided that we were going to bring in injury replacements for three imports. Yeah, see, this is, yeah, it's a good point, because I don't know if they make But we're not going to, but... Hmm. uh, I don't know if they make sort of special cases for that, if you've got um, loads of injury cover required. I'm not sure they would, because then you just get teams saying, oh, he's injury cover. And the guy's absolutely fine. How do you prove somebody's injured? Doctor's not. <laughs> a parent's not. <laughs> Tra- Travis, has, Travis has to miss the game tonight because he forgot <laughs> his ice skating kit. A, a note from Mrs. Earhart there. We were going to get her on the podcast actually just to explain it, but she wasn't available. Um, so maybe next time. But uh, as far as as far as I'm concerned, I think we're good to wrap up. Yeah, quite happy to do so. Just uh, hope so we can get some get some the lads back for the weekend. Make a good good fight of it. Yeah, well, the longer we go on recording this, probably one of us is going to get injured. <laughs> Throat injury. <laughs> Imagine. We're we're day to day. We're day to day. Yeah, we'll see. Um, no, but get some guys back in, get a couple of wins, and then nobody will be complaining about playing short. But yeah. get some guys back, get a couple of wins, <laughs> tap tap in the league, Buzzing. crack open the tins. <laughs> that's exactly that's the title of this episode. <laughs> couple tin of guys, crackers. tin crackers, couple of guys back, couple of wins, couple of tins. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> send the rest of the teams off to the bins. Uh, it's been it's been it's been terrible, but thanks as always for turning up. Yeah, I mean the first uh, 45, 50 minutes were good, and then fell rapidly downhill after that. But if you stuck with us, then <laughs> credit to you. Then you're a legend, whoever you are. Anybody that listens is a legend. Exactly. Right. Catch you next time, folks. Uh, Good night, and hope you all have a great week. Cheerio.